Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You don't realize that what you love most about others, duh, is what you love most about yourself. Ding, ding, ding. The more you're open to your own joy, the more you appreciate others, the more you are healed of your own anxiety, the less you have to cast blame and try to fight others into fixing you. Loving someone else comes down to being able to see what you appreciate about them as it is similar to what you actually appreciate about yourself. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your big sister and your host, Violetta. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new Benson Book Club. As you know, I'm writing a book this year, which is why I've dedicated every Tuesday of this year to our Benson Book Club. Benson is my last name for those who don't know. (laughs) Violetta Benson, that's my, well, Violetta Elia Benson is my full name. So part of the book club is where I share some of my favorite books, my favorite chapters, and I read them to you with the hopes that you will take something from it, some knowledge, some lesson, or just, you know, enjoy it. So today I am going to share reasons why you still don't have the love you want and the most important relationship that you will ever have in your life. This is from 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna West. So here are 16 reasons why you still don't have the love that you want. Number one, you want someone else to do the work of unearthing, creating, activating, and then convincing you of the love in your life. You want someone else to do what you were taught that you couldn't do for yourself. So every time you think, wish, imagine, or hope for someone else to give you something, or you dream of the day when they will, and you obsess over why they aren't, realize that the thing is what you're not giving yourself. Number two, historically, it has not looked the way you thought it would. And that's because it never looks the way we think it will or comes the way we think it should. When we hold an idea of what love should look like, we attach it to something that often just quells an insecurity. It saves us from a reality or it helps us prove ourselves to someone else. Love never looks the way we think it will because it's not supposed to look any certain way, because the look of it won't actually give us the experience of it, but the pursuit of that will just distract us from actually finding something genuine. Number three, you think that love is just a good feeling, 
when love is really a consistent state of being in communication with body, mind, and soul. It is a daily commitment to learn what it means to love something. It is a daily commitment to learn what it means to love someone else in small, practical, mindful ways. You can be more or less attracted to someone, more or less compatible, but choosing to love and appreciate someone regardless of those variables is a constant that you can choose. And it's the belief that you can't because love must give you what you cannot give yourself that leads to so many breakups and divorces. Number four, you are unaware of the fact that love is nothing but an enhancement. Love magnifies and brings clarity to whatever is most present in your current life. So if the things that are most present are self-doubt, lostness, insecurity, and so on, you will only have more and more of that. Love is not your life. It is the avenue through which you share your life and more probably where you see yourself. Number five, you believe that love will blossom when the circumstances are correct as though you must place two reactive chemicals together and then assume that an instance's physical or emotional response should equate to a lifelong sincere love. Hormones are reactive. Expectations are reactive. Love is cultivated from and because of those things, but more effectively because of a mutual appreciation and a mutual respect of one another. Number six, you're caught up in trying to make yourself objectively appealing to the opposite or same sex as opposed to really finding who you are and then attracting someone who appreciates the person you are. I am so saddened by how many young women and young men are instructed to present themselves a certain way because then it somehow comes off more attractive. It's so silly to think that generalizing what every person likes is somehow helpful because then it keeps you trapped in avoidance of your true self as you assume that the person your true self is, is for whatever reason not good enough to elicit the approval of the masses. And then we sit around crying and cursing the stars over why we can't find somebody who loves us for who we really are, when in reality, we never show them who we really were. But maybe I guess sometimes it's easier to pretend to be someone else because then if we get rejected, then at least we are rejected for who we pretended to be versus if we show someone who we truly are and we get rejected for that, then sometimes I think that burns even harder. <laughs> Number seven. You aren't clear on your intentions about what you want. And that's because you're still trying to edit and enhance them to appease, impress, or elicit someone else's approval. In other words, you can't be honest about what you want because you're not comfortable with the truth of who you are. So long as you are functioning from that mindset, you are then filtering your life and whether or not you see the love in it through how well it fits the image. And what that can also mean is that Sometimes you may really like someone and because they don't know what they're looking for, you want to come off as the cool girl or the cool boy. So then you say that you too don't know what you're looking for. So you end up setting yourself for failure because you're not being honest with them, let alone with yourself, about your intentions and what you're actually looking for. It's okay to be honest with what you want and what you're looking for and in exchange end up losing some people in front of you is just doing the job faster for you in order for you to then find the person you're meant to be with faster. Number eight, 
You blame others because you don't realize that every relationship you have is actually with yourself. Love does not suck. People do not suck. You suck. (laughs) Relationships are the ultimate teaching tools, the most intense healing opportunities, the most explosively beautiful changes for us to really see what is unresolved within us. You run into the same problems over and over again. You find the same faults, the same relationships, the same pain, because it is all in you and you refuse to change. You refuse to see it. So you will keep dating the same people over and over again, just in a different body until you will finally pay attention that you need to change from within. Number nine, likewise, you do not realize that the negative emotions are calls to heal not to change or drown or ignore because you just don't want to feel bad anymore. Our feelings or how we communicate with ourselves, healing is essentially reopening to seeing good, to being hopeful, sustaining, and then creating more love. Our negative emotions, quote unquote, are not signals of what other people are doing wrong. They are meant to show us how we are misnavigating, misunderstanding, or being controlled by past experiences and fear-based beliefs. Number 10, you don't know how to use your heart and mind in tandem. The heart as the map and the mind as a compass. We are given two opposing sets of commandments. Follow your heart regardless of logic and don't do anything stupid and illogical when it comes to who you choose to share your life with. The reality is that As long as you're polarized in the utilization of the most important guiding tools that you have, or worse, you don't realize you have them, you will always be lost as hell. That's a technical term, by the way. (laughs) A quick cheat sheet for you is that the heart will always tell you what, while the mind will tell you how. So let them stay in the corners of expertise. Number 11, you have yet to honor the child inside of you. If you want to know who you really are, then imagine speaking to yourself as a child. What would you say? What would you do to make them feel happy? That expression is reflective of what you really need to give yourself and is very, very, very helpful for people who are seeking love. Because learning to love yourself is, as odd as it may sound, it's learning to honor, respect, love, and acknowledge the child in you. Or in other words, your most essential self. Number 12, you want love to change your life. You want it to provide for you what you think you cannot give yourself, like stability, security, hope, happiness. So as long as you function on this belief, you end up placing love as being something that is outside of you, when in reality is that you cannot see, create, or experience on the outside what you really are not already on the inside, which is speaking of, that basically means you can't attract someone if you're not already that person. So If you want love, you have to be love. So speaking of that, number 13, you don't realize that what you love most about others, duh, is what you love most about yourself. Ding, ding, ding. The more you're open to your own joy, the more you appreciate others, the more you are healed of your own anxiety, the less you have to cast blame and try to fight others into fixing you. Loving someone else comes down to being able to see what you appreciate about them as it is similar to what you actually appreciate about yourself. 
There's one thing that I'm obsessed with doing over the weekend with my friends, sometimes even during the week, like what I'm doing right now is drinking an ice cold hard seltzer. But let's get real. The usual packs and flavors these days are as boring as the new season of Selling Sunset and that one from the OC. Hate those shows. (laughs) That is why I'm so excited that Truly Hard Seltzer is shaking things up with their new party pack. Truly believes that life can be so much more refreshing when we can be real, let loose, embrace imperfections, and allow ourselves to be free from convention. That is why Truly has something for everyone and more than 30 unique flavors, including their three lightly flavored mixed packs, which are berry and their new party pack. Truly Hard Seltzer's new party pack has flavors for everyone, making it perfect for you and your friends. They have so many different flavors and I'm obsessed with them. And the one that I'm drinking right now as I'm recording this is their watermelon flavor. They have some amazing fan favorite flavors like their brand new raspberry. It has a little something for everyone. You can bring it to wine night. You can bring it to book club. You can take it to the gym. I'm kidding. Maybe drink that after the gym. And this new pack, I'm telling you guys, there's nowhere you can't bring the party. Unless you're super boring, which is probably why you should bring Truly Heart Seltzer with you. (laughs) Each flavor is super light, refreshing, and it's made with real fruit juice. There's only 5% ABV, 100 calories, and one gram of sugar in each can. Truly is the perfect drink to keep you on track with your New Year's resolution. Unless, of course, your resolution was to have less fun, then I guess don't drink Truly, but (laughs) I doubt that was your resolution. Anyway, you guys, to find Truly Heart Seltzer near you, all you have to do is go to trulyheartseltzer.com slash locations. That is trulyheartseltzer.com slash locations. Truly Heart Seltzer, keep it light. Truly Heart Seltzer Beverage Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly. A lot of times I've noticed in the past when I would be drawn to people's specific characteristics, something about the person I was dating that I love so much, only after we broke up and I miss that trait in that person that I realized that it was actually a trait that I loved about myself. And obviously, in turn, the same thing happens when you dislike something about someone. It's something you hate about yourself. And I talk about that a lot, whether it's on my Thursday episodes, Sunday episodes, or Tuesday episodes. Number 14, you not only think that somebody else is responsible for fixing you, but that there is actually something wrong with them if they don't. And so you want to change, to fix, or condemn them for how they've wronged you. You want to blame them for not being good enough. You want to impose on them a whole lot of what you're really actually feeling about yourself. No one can fix you. It's your job. Number 15, you've forgotten kindness when kindness is the fabric of love. I don't think that there are people crueler to one another more than people who really, really, really love each other. They see so much of themselves in one another that they simply cannot stand it. And then they retaliate in all the same ways they're rejecting themselves. The foundation of a happy relationship and life really is unconditional kindness. Not love, but kindness. It's synonymous with love and maybe even more effective because it shows you the action as opposed to the feeling or expectation. Number 16, you are looking for the answer outside of the question. For the 10th time, say with me now, the love you really want is your own. What you are seeking in someone else is what you're currently not giving to yourself. What angers you 
is what you are not accepting and healing within yourself. What gives you joy and hope is what you already have within yourself. Finding a relationship to be that great enhancer, not to complete you, but to enhance, to have someone to share everything with begins with you. It is as though we were taught to love ourselves first, without ever being told that loving yourself is giving yourself what you want someone else to, which is why every relationship you have is with yourself. It's interesting enough that human beings are the only known species that have relationships with themselves. But it's even more to consider the fact that human beings are the only species that have relationships with themselves through other people. That is, our perceptions of other people's mindsets largely dictate how we see ourselves. What binds us in love and companionship and friendship? Familiarity. The sense that you understand each other at a visceral level is just being able to see yourself in someone else and more importantly, being able to change your inner narrative when you know, see, and feel that someone else loves and accepts and approves of you no matter what. Ergo, you can do the same. It's a survival mechanism, I'm pretty sure. The most meaningful relationships tend to be the ones in which we are completely reflected back to ourselves because this is what relationships serve to do, to open us. We only recognize this in the big, overwhelming, usually heart-wrenching ones, but it's true of every relationship. And it's the crux of our issues beyond basic survival, how we are in relation to other people, how we are in relation to ourselves. The relationships we tend to be most happy in are the ones in which we adopt that the other person's supposed narrative, what we think they think of us. We feel most loved when we feel understood when we are thinking that someone else is thinking in alignment what we need to hear and believe. We feel most love when we think someone thinks highly of us, where their efforts and displays of affection serving to prove this. This is why not just anybody can affirm for us and we're okay, not only people to whom we've placed meaning, someone to whom we already feel a physical, a psychological connection Someone we are looking to as a partner for ourselves. Someone who is like us. Someone who understands us. It's why loving yourself first is the most common, the most confusing, and yet the most profoundly solid advice anyone will ever give you. Because it's not really about feeling love for yourself. It's being able to feel stable enough that your mindset doesn't rest in the narrative of a supposed other's. This is why things hurt so badly when we identify with them. All hatred is self-hatred. This is why we become so goddamn heartbroken. We cannot lose people. We can only lose ourselves in the idea of them. We decided how we felt about ourselves through them, for better and for worse. So when we perceive that their mindset changes from loving us to loving someone else, our own stability goes out the window too. The most freeing, liberating thing that you can do is to realize that we are all a collective one and that each fragment of a bigger light refracts on one another in just the way that reveals what you need to see and what you need to understand, but that the light is always your own. Every relationship you have is with yourself. Every person in whom you feel you return home is just coming back to yourself. 
You cannot find homes in other people, but you can find a home in yourself. It's always yourself that you find at the end of the journey. The sooner you face this, the sooner you face you, the less you need other people to fill those voids. You cannot squeeze someone into your brokenness and expect them to make you whole. The sooner you face you, the sooner other people's actions don't affect you negatively. Your mindset doesn't depend on them. You don't depend on them. Relationships do not serve to give you some internal perpetual happiness. They serve to make you more aware. The sooner you realize that said awareness is your own, the easier everything else is. But one thing that I want to make clear as we keep mentioning relationship with yourself and having to love yourself first, yada, yada. When people say that you need to love yourself before you can love someone else, what they mean is that if you are subconsciously seeking a relationship to fix your life, give you direction or make you feel better, you will perpetually choose the wrong person. Hands one of the 16 reasons why you don't currently have love. And you will never really have the kind of relationship that you actually want. Unfortunately, what gets communicated is that supposedly you maybe have to wait until you love yourself fully in every aspect of your life before you can be worthy of finding and committing to the right person. What it sounds like is if you don't have love, it's your own damn fault, which is not true. It's because maybe you aren't good enough yet because you haven't mastered enough, because you haven't done enough to earn it. What it sounds like is that you shouldn't accept love until you think you're ready for it, and that we are only meant to evolve autonomously, and once we are in a relationship, then we can stop. And maybe that's why it's one of the reasons you don't have love, but that's not true. You are not going to be ready for the love of your life when they show up. No one ever is. And if you deny yourself that relationship because you think you need to do more work beforehand, what you're really doing is missing out on the most effective growing tool there is. Love is a grand magnifier. It shows you what you love and what you dislike about yourself and your life. And the right relationship will encourage you to address that fully and work on it. The right relationship will help you learn to love yourself. It is meant to change everything. And it always does. So learn to thrive in the meantime. Use the days that you currently have on your own and be your own person and do what you can only do on your own time and by yourself. But never confuse that for the idea that you cannot be loved before you are completely loving. That other people are only obliged to be as kind as you are to yourself. That you'll be ready for love when it comes. Yes, the way you treat yourself will dictate and determine how other people treat you. But the work of being a whole, evolved, complete, loved, and loving human being is not how well you can thrive in isolation and solitude. It's how you can stand up for yourself, demand respect, choose love, and learn to keep moving and evolving even when the person that you've always been looking for is finally standing right beside you. Loving yourself is letting yourself be loved too. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to go ahead and leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. It tremendously helps my podcast. I read all the reviews and it helps me hit the charts. So I'm always really thankful for that. And it shows that you are thankful for all the work I put into my podcast. And lastly, 
Quick reminder, we now have three episodes a week. We have a new episode every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. To get to listen to those extra Sunday episodes every single week, make sure to subscribe. Extra subscription to my podcast, which you can find the link in the bio description of this episode. Anyway, you guys, I love you. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you Thursday.